DJ Dave, you ice? What's up, y'all? Hey, you ice? <laughs> yo, yo, yo. We putting the fire back in your Friday with this hot shit coming to America. <laughs> coming to America too. Two, 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 two. <laughs> What's going on, Jay? I'm just chilling, hanging out with you, my main man, DJ Dayui from the I'm so excited. The theaters are opening. Uh, I think Broadway might even be coming back soon. I don't know. Maybe a few weeks from now, a month or two. Baby steps. Hey, New York is trying to get it right. The Tri-State area is trying to get it right. That's what we're trying to do. What's going on with you, Jay White? Just chilling in the lab. You know what I'm saying? You can say this. This is always going Dropping to the needle. Like coming to America, you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got a lot of shows coming through. I like the new look in the background. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> look, I miss you guys, for real. I miss you guys, for real. Miss you guys. But we got a good show going on here. We got a great show. We're going to talk about coming to America. Toot, 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 toot. <laughs> it better be, it better be love, because you know if it's not, we're going to make the donkey out of it. <laughs> dunk, dunk. We got some great guests coming on. We've got Mike, uh, film critic, Mike Sargent. We got um, Kit Williams, yeah. actress, producer. And we have okay. Shamrock Peterson, producer. Okay. Yeah, so we got some great people. Let's get into it. Like, we ain't got time Let's to do it. get into it. So, uh, Mike Sargent. I know you're going to be feeling Shamrock, Tanya, because he's all buffed out. Ah! He is fine. <laughs> <laughs> you fine, Shamrock. <laughs> um, we got insurance, too, boo. We got insurance. <laughs> Listen, for all y'all that don't, know it, that don't know about it at home, Tanya's like, she ain't going to be with no player that don't have insurance. But we're going to get into that a couple of weeks from now. Once yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about all that, that stuff later. Yes, exactly. You're looking good, girl. Let's do this shit. Don't all right, let's do it. You must heed my words before I'm gone, my son. Now, you will be king. But the throne must pass to a male heir. Hakim, it appears you have a son. He must be found. Prepare the royal jet. We are going back to America. Oh, hell no, your majesty. Come on! I'm back! Say it again! It is so good to see you. Well, I be damned. Look who done come up in here. Hey, it's Kunta Kinte and Ebola. Famine and blood diamonds. Nelson Mandela and Winnie. Those hungry babies with the flies on the face. Hey, oh, 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 that's too much. Now, you stepped over the line. Now, we won't be talking that kind of shit about the hungry babies. You're going to have to get out of my chair. Politically incorrect. So what you doing back here, Hotel Rwanda? <laughs> I'm back. Say it again. I feel right. I feel good. Bang. Let's get our first guest up. We got a film critic, Mike Sargent, who's going to help us talk about coming to America too, 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 too. <laughs> and uh, we got Kit Williams, like I said before, producer, actress. And we also have 
uh, buff man, Shamrock Peterson. So oh, I'm excited. Yes, exactly. Let's start off with um, uh, film critic, Mike Sargent. Mike Sargent, what's going on? Did you see the movie yet? What do you think? So Eddie Murphy, now when Coming to America came out, a couple other elements are going on and that I feel are notable. One, John Landis. Now, John Landis gave him his second hit, Trading Places. John Landis, who did Animal House. And, mm. you know, you got to remember who John Landis, American Werewolf in London. And he did the Thriller video for Michael Jackson. So John Landis had had a hit with Michael Jackson with Thriller. He'd had a hit with Eddie Murphy, Trading Places. And, you know, they had friends. The writers of Coming to America, where they were from uh, Saturday Night Live. Eddie was from ah. Saturday Night Live. So this was kind of like, all right, we've got all the elements. But a couple things I have to say, because I watched Coming to America the night before I watched Coming to America 2. And I hadn't seen Coming to America in about 20 years. So my memories of it, just like you said, Jay, it's sort of like you feel old because as you watch the movie, you're remembering who you were then, what was going on in the world, what it meant at that time. I mean, black movies were just beginning to start to hit. And that movie was essentially a black fantasy, but it was it was John Landis. John Landis is, is a director. He had his brand of silly that was popular at the time. And you know that's that's always popular that sophomoric you know humor there's always some king or queen of it at the time it's the farrelly brothers or then it's jad apatow or janet you know you know what i'm saying right right so then uh to me now looking at the film it's sort of black humor and you got two white writers it's eddie murphy's concept and you got a white director it's still kind of black humor through uh, 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 the lens of a, of, of a white man. You know what I'm saying? Well, we we should touch on that. You know, I know Candace was, you know, KB or Kenya Barris was also one of the writers. Nah, but, that's the, I didn't come up to that one yet. Yeah, I know, but I'm going to kind of keep you moving a little bit because sure. there's a lot to it. Because yes. get on KB and then let's talk about the, the, the white writers because Murphy had mentioned in one of his interviews that in, in, in the negotiation process of, of the first one, there had to be a diversity hire, a.k.a. In, in this case, Andy it was Barris, opposite. Right, right. Right. Well, it had to be a diversity hire. It had to be a white guy, Louis Anderson, that whole story. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, so, uh, they, they had to... Uh, yeah, he was the token to... white character. Right, right. Uh, uh, yeah, they were forced well, to do it. Right. Now, what's interesting about all of that, I'm, I was setting the stage to say that was 33 years ago. It's 33 years later. Now we have, you know, Eddie Murphy. Uh, everybody knows Ryan Coogler came at him with an idea. And he didn't like Ryan Coogler's idea. But he realized, you know what? I, I would like to make a sequel. And he had his own idea. Now, the two writers originally involved, they were involved. He asked for that minority hire. That happened. But seeing the movie, and I've seen it now, uh, and we've all seen it now. You know, there's a feeling of nostalgia at first, but then after a while, I mean, you know the story, you know the story if you saw the trailer, it's just a question of how does this play out? Right. You know, a lot of the humor. Uh, and and I, I wanna preface it to say, you know, Jay's down there at the movie theater and, I, and that's an important point. I, I feel comedies lose a lot. Mm. You don't get to see it with an audience. Mm. You know? 
when you watch that movie, when you watch this movie, you kind of, for me, I felt like, wow, this would play so much better in front of an audience. You know, it seems written for like that audience interaction. You know, they're going to react to certain things that are that are homages to the original and whatnot. But I, I just felt 33 years later, we really I, it felt out of touch, even though part of the story is, you know, supposedly dealing with the, you know, patriarchy that's going on and, you know, in Zamunda. But at the same time, I probably went into this with higher expectations than I should have. Okay. Okay. I loved seeing everybody back on screen. John Amos, uh, Shari Headley. I loved it. I loved seeing all these actors who you loved seeing back then who weren't getting enough work. You loved seeing them then. And right. I was reminded of that. But at the end of the day, I really didn't feel that it, I wanted to like it a lot more. Didn't hate it, but you know they they did so many things to liven it up like the story's dragging and and they throw in music and uh, celebrity right. pops in and and you know and you know i'm I, i'm like okay i want to see another celebrity i'd like to see who shows up but that's not enough and uh, there are no surprises in the script and it really kind of comes down to to me the script and the directing the script and the directing were not up to the level of the talent mm. and the premise mm. that's my you know speeding it along as jay says that that's my review i could say a lot more but i'll say that but because there's so much to get to yes. um that's why you know absolutely that's why you absolutely know? so um because we're gonna bring in another young woman, uh, I, you know. But there was one big point you said that you want, you liked it, but you wanted to like it a lot more. I Absolutely. felt the same way, and I did too. Totally. Uh, the reason why, let, let let me go over a couple of points real quick here. Please. All right. All right. So the first movie, it was exciting. It was funny. You know, it was comedy and everything. I didn't feel that much comedy in this movie. That's the whole mm. thing. No comedy. I wanted to laugh, like when, it's, when they were looking for ladies at that club and stuff like that. Was funny. You know, I would have rather actually for them to when he when he found out he had a son in Queens, it should have stayed in Queens, just like the first movie. Now you see. Now you see. Can I just? Uh, I I love what you're saying, I, and I want to add to it to say. It's not that there was no comedy. It's just that it wasn't funny. Oh, okay. It wasn't funny. It was supposed to be funny. But it wasn't funny. It wasn't funny. Even the wasn't funny. You know, it wasn't Even funny. The, the pinwalking scene when he was trying to be young and everything. That was like, that was, okay, it now. was like, wow. Like that, that was like an outtake. Right, right. It was. It, it, it was It was like, it should be in there. I can see the script meeting saying, yeah, we got a scene where then it'll be in the trailer. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there was no memorable scene in there that was funny where I could talk about it from years to come. That's the whole thing. Yeah, well, also, with the exception of when Eddie's wearing makeup as these characters, and even that stuff was, you know, middling. Um, yeah. Really what was. scene? What scene did Eddie make you laugh? When? When did Eddie get to stretch himself even a little? Other than those, you know. Well, towards the end, when he did sexual chocolate. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. When he's yeah. wearing the makeup, that yeah. was that was those yeah. were fun. 
those were fun it's fun to see him doing that i just wish it was better material all those characters deserve better material i think so too i i really believe but let's um let's bring in kit williams kit let's see kit are you there I am. Oh, How are my you? God. How I got are my you? I got my whole like coming to America thing going on. Horrible lighting, but I'm not in my own home studio. I'm yes, like traveling, yes. so I'm like, living my yes. life. How are you? You you're in Zamunda, you said? <laughs> Can you not tell? Because we don't got the best kind of Wi Fi here, funny. okay? This funny. is not Wakanda. This is Zamunda. <laughs> Different place. Wakanda, they got the best Wi Fi. That's mm -hmm. right. That's mm -hmm. right. That's right. The moon, I don't know. Mm -hmm. the moon, we get by, okay? Mm -hmm. we get by. So what do you think about the movie? Real talk, and Real it's so talk. funny because like, I, and I, and I, I'm like, I love movies. I'm an actor, and that's what I do. But I gotta move inside. This movie hurt my feelings, it and did? it hurt my no because I loved it and I wanted to love it even more. But I mean, I agree with Mike. It really wasn't that funny per se. Nice. Because honestly, like, I'm not gonna give away spoilers, but if I was a mama and I didn't pushed out three of your babies, and now you got a new baby coming in and you try to act like my babies wasn't even here when you came and took me out of my own country and I came to your country, right. we gonna have real issues. And there was never really that even issue. Like nothing was really touched upon. And it was great that they brought a lot of people in, but can we talk about where was Eric LaSalle? He he had, he had scheduling conflicts just like Sam Jackson. Oh okay oh, okay. Because <laughs> I mean I get it that you now EP at NBC and you doing your big ass shit. I get that. I get that. <laughs> well, but can I, you know, can I ask both of your opinion here? Because here's something that occurred to me. Because I spoke about this several times. I did my own show. I did this other show, and I've thought about it. You know, and and. and I, I, part of what I was trying to say before is I feel like, okay, it's this black humor through a white lens, you know, like, mm. you know, you got these white guys wrote it, this white guy, I mean, they can't help it. This is who they are, you know, right, right. they're going to see, you know, what was, what was black funny 33 years ago, you know, transplant that to today. We've got, it's got to be kind of woke black funny. They hire Kenya Barrett. But if the, the main conceit of the film is that he and his, let's just say, uh, friend who come from this, let's just say, extremely patriarchal society, and they do and treat women in, let's just say, such a way that it's a central point. He's got three daughters. She's trained. He doesn't even disregard. He goes get son that he had illegitimately on some night of debauchery, blah, blah, blah. What this film needed was not Kenya Barris. It needed a black woman. To have looked at this script and said, okay, here's how you take this to the 21st century. Right. Acknowledging, let's wipe away the white male, let's wipe away the black male, let's get to the female, which is what this movie should have been about, in my opinion. Because that's who he married. He that's, married that, a black American woman. Right. And that's, exactly. Because like, those and she kids are half him. American. Because right. like, I'm like, this, fuck you, dad. I'm going back to my own country if you don't want to treat me like I'm supposed to be. <laughs> Like, that's what I felt like should have happened. Right. And I felt like it never got to the point. But I'm, I don't want to be mad about it. See, I don't want to be mad woman, either. I, I'm, not, I I I'm not mad about it. But like you both, I needed more. I needed something to make me remember it Twenty when I'm 70 years old or 80 or whatever. But it's nothing like made said. me remember anything. I, I wouldn't even appreciate it if they would have brought it up to the 2020, 2021 thing by having Future or, or the baby or something because that was a young guy. 
So the old music, have some old, bring in the new. The baby was hot, we got Future, we got all these other cats that are out there. Bring them in, bring them in. Make it, make it hot. But you know what's the, what it comes down to, Mike, a lot of times. It looks like to me, the money's ran out. It looks like, you know, Eddie's kept saying, I didn't want to make it a money grab. I didn't want to make it a money grab. It ended up being the money grab. They went straight to Amazon. Amazon paid, a, a reported $130 million for it. So that right there, and, and nobody, and, and they got everybody to come back. So the goal, yes, was to entertain a core audience. Yes, it could have been funnier. I think it shows that Eddie's on his next level of his business. He's been in it for a long time. He probably didn't necessarily have to do it. But what he did do, and we talked about this earlier, T, is that he put a lot of African-Americans and people of all colors, nationalities, men and women, and children to work. And his daughter. Back to work. Exactly. Back to work. And oh, that, oh. I, that's what I loved about the movie. The right. And his right. daughter. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. and you know, let's not forget how Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes did the same thing. He brought his whole family in there. Uh, too, listen, so. uh, that, good hey, for them. It's they all did good. Project. Everybody got paid somehow. But, hey, listen, right. I've but seen, exactly. let, let's, let's put it this way. I feel we're allowed to have a big bloated something for black folks that is not as good as it should be because there have been plenty we are more than allowed. Yeah, yeah, we're allowed. I, I wanted okay. I wanted it to be a lot better, but but I, I'm not mad. You know what I'm saying? Break. I'm not mad. Let's get this in. Mike, question. Kit, question. Is it I hate to say it, is it Oscar worthy? We could tease it or we could take it. You know it's not. I know it's not, but I'm asking no, you no. because, no, because so, okay. Because let me ask you a question. Honestly, real talk, honestly, the best Oscar-worthy performance, I hate to say it, fucking Dream Girls from Eddie Murphy. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Was, like that was his yeah. Oscar-worthy. Yeah. Well, yeah, but when you said Oscar-worthy, I'm thinking, okay, what category could it possibly be? Right. Could well, it, I'm thinking, be, what could it be? Yeah, I would tell you the only category I think it's Oscar-worthy. Is the costumes? The right. costumes no, wait a minute. Wait, she never failed. Hold on. No, hold I forget on. her name. But that woman Ruth. never failed. Ruth Carter. Yeah. Ruth yes. Carter never failed. Right. right. I, 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 Tony disagrees. Tony's <laughs> uh, wrong. I love you. Listen, <laughs> she's amazing. <laughs> listen, there were some costumes that I saw. Some some uh, some of the guys that were dancing. I I, I swear to God, I put, I saw that on Amazon. But they got the costumes from Amazon. Okay. Hey, they got know, the, Amazon what? need to make money too. Jeff, I'm gonna watch my back out here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But yeah. You know what? I agree. It's not like this. Isn't one of those those costumes like you're gonna costumes. take home. Like in Bridgerton, from they have Amazon. great costumes. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. We got to check it out. What, check it what out. kind of costumes they wear in Zamunda? Oh, costumes from the <laughs> Amazon. Oh, and you know what? Speaking of that, Amazon is close to Africa. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is they get their costumes in Zamunda from Amazon. Speaking of that, you know, you saw your boy Trevor Noah up in there, and his costume looked. I mean, it he was just. Whack. I, it, you know, he looked well, but I was happy to see him. I was happy to see him. I, I know that's the point. I was happy to see um, everybody. I was happy to see Wes. Listen, in the sixties, in the sixties, they used to have a bunch of bad comedies. The sixties romps, they called them. You know, like it's a mad, 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 mad world, and they, 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 they were mindless foolishness for just lots of celebrities to show up. And we don't have you them now. This? No, well. You know, <laughs> 
Well, that might I'm have just been a saying throwback. this kind of felt like that to me where it okay. was, you know, these are old established stars who are just happy to be there. They're all happy to be working. You know, let me ask you a question. Was Felicia Rashad in the movie? Who? I didn't Felicia. see her. I, no. I, I saw her standing like to That's uh, why I watched it again because you was like, Felicia. I was okay, like, Felicia. Well, man, was, right, did well, you Google it? Because I don't think she was doing that. I think she was standing next. To, I'm going to have to watch that thing again. You and I'm going to have to watch it four or five okay. times because I don't think she was. Because I think you need to put that on social media. Felicia Rashad. Tanya, put up your poll. Let's take a quick break. What time is it? It's it's eight twenty six. Juice has been on her behind to get out. So juice. What is the poll? Okay. The poll is so was listen, Felicia guys, Rashad incoming to America? Yeah. Don't go away. We're just gonna take a quick break. We're gonna circle back to you in about twelve minutes. Kit, you're gonna stay with us. Let's take a one a one minute sixty second break. T and come back. All right. So juice, uh, kick us off some music for about a minute or two. This is fun. And listen, guys, we're gonna be come back. Not only we're coming to America, but we're coming back with Megan Markle. Is she the bully or is she being bullied? Looking out, dude. Yeah, All right, is, thank is you. Jamming in. Let's move it. Let's move yeah. on, team. We losing time. Let's All right, so yeah, Jam Rock. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Tell us who you are. What you do? Hey, I'm Shamrock Peterson. I'm out here hanging in California right now. So I got the short sleeves on. I'm yeah. chilling. I'm chilling. <laughs> Where are you from? Um, I'm originally from Virginia. To be oh. honest. I'm He's from the VA. VA. You're DC. He's from the VA, yo. Uh, you're from the DMV. Okay. All the, right. From the DMV. You can call it the DMV. That's right. The DMV. All right. So uh, what, what brings you here? You know, what's going on? Let me on? just say a quick shout out to my homeboy, Sham, because I know me and Sham, we work morning programming toe-to-toe for a long time early oh, morning. So it's years. good to have him back on. Years. You know? And I, man, he's no, been doing all these I got, projects. I'll be honest. I got any of the swagger you see on me, it's because of that guy, Jay Jones. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, Jay is always, always, always swagged out. Always I always give out. him my swagger, swagger love to him, you know? Oh, wow, wow. But I know Sham's been working hard on various projects. Music is the latest. So, Sham, you're going to have to bring us through 
you know, with a nice tempo because we want to get your thoughts on coming to America because it looked like Tanya said she gave it a four stars, but after that 25-minute conversation, I feel like you bashed it, champ. I mean, Tanya. I feel like I feel like you bashed it. So, champ, the floor is yours, champ. They call well, him you know, it, was, it was good to see so many, so many people on camera. You know what I mean? It was good to see all of these people come back, and it was good to see Wesley Snipes doing his thing in a whole nother character, you know? And so, for me, I liked a lot of it. You know, I love the original. Obviously, it's nothing could compare it to the original, but I'll give it some love. You know, it was very predictable. It was very, very predictable. And you kind of knew where things were going. But I, I, like I said, personally, it's good to see a lot of the people that haven't been working back on, on film. You know, why does that mean so much to us as an African-American community? Because a lot of, we said that's the last point. It's good to see people work. And I mean, I get it, you know, nuts and bolts. You got to pay the rent. You got to fill the pool. You got to look all buffed out like my boy eat his protein. You know, you got a warm house. I got a warm house. But it seems like in the Hollywood industry, you don't go there to say, I got to work. It sounds like you go there to do something else. So why do we keep going back to that? As you know, as everybody knows on this, it's like in a blink of an eye, you can be forgotten. True. So for you just to be on film or to be able to be present, anything, I mean, it's, it's a good look. It's a good look. I mean, I think it's challenging enough, whether in music, whether in television, it's just changes, it's ever changing, and they're on to the newest and hotter thing all the time. And especially as black people, because they're taking our ideas, shifting the narrative. And I've heard some people talk earlier, like, they'll have someone else come in and produce a show like your idea and change it all up, you know? So you gotta be hot when you're hot and you gotta continue to be hot. So tell us about how your hotness, I mean, you seem like you were talking about it happens in any of the entertainment industry. Um, I, you know, music's no joke. It seems like, you know, part of the buzz right now, you know, what used to be, you know, what used to be Barry White is now Swiss Beats or Taylor or whoever, I don't know. Tell me, now Shamrock. Yeah. I took a chance because I haven't done music in 10 years. And it was because of all the things that were going on with social justice that I decided to come back. I had to sit down because my day job is I'm a travel TV host. And so when I when the travel stopped, I had to be creative and reinvent myself holistically. I had to think about it. And one of the things I thought about was like, you know, I'm sitting here. Everyone's asking me, obviously as a black man, everyone's asking me about what has happened, the multitude of killings, the multitude of civil unrest, things, the challenges that were going on in America. I had to sit back and say, how do I present myself? I'm not a big social media writing up these huge posts, responding to everything, but I did look back in my and in, in the, the blessings that I had, and I said, hey, you know what? Maybe I can do something through through songs. So. Uh, the one that actually moved me to be at this point in right now is when Ahmaud Aubrey got killed. And when Ahmaud mm. Aubrey got killed, there, there was a post that I decided to do, whereas I ran with Ahmaud, Ahmaud, right? So I did this run, had a water bottle, had my keys in my pocket. I run every morning at 4 a.m. And from that, from that, I got a huge response. So I just put it, I threw it out there. I said, you know what? What can I do? And the music came to me. I just, I, I, I married on it, I marinated, I marinated on it, I prayed about it, I did everything I could to not do it, but it wind up happening, and, and there we go. You know, six months later, I got a song. And what's the name of the cut? 
The World Without Love. The World Without Love. And that's the one we have? That's the one you have. And you see, right, I, yeah. I had to represent a little love today. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah. And we, hey, we, the world needs love. The world needs love. The world love. needs yes. love. Ain't yes. no doubt about it. Yeah, and I think I think with the, with the song, you know, obviously a lot of people like LL and, and so many artists put out these very aggressive songs which were talking about the issue. I wanted to change the narrative and really say, hey, let's use something different, love, and, and, and try to say, is, can we anchor that? And when I found a Maya Angelou sample to kind of help bring it all together, it was hot, I was blessed. Oh, you took it to a place, you took uh. it to a place. Love is a condition so powerful. It may be that which holds the stars in the firmament. It may be that which pushes and urges the blood in the veins. Love can transform an enemy to a friend. I'll stick with love. Hate is a great burden to bear. It's what the world needs now, but we can't find love. Suffocated without love, people return to get shoved. Prince died. Then the revolution started in Minneapolis. The revolution is televised. Eight minutes, 46 seconds, we saw this. Please, please, I can't breathe. Going to curious like George. He's looking like a monkey. Their hands in their pockets, so I call out, Mama, help me. Dying of fire burns inside. And cities burn around. But I can't run in my neighborhood to let off steam. May have to fight for my life if the wrong people see me. But I'll fight the power since I am a Public enemy. The killing spike, even if you do the right thing. Kicks like Lee, X makes me a target like Mount King went to the mountains, so we shall overcome. This the world without love. This the world without love. The world without love. This the world without love. This the world without love. The world without stolen land from natives on the backs of slaves. Love has no border. But Latinos still get locked in the cage. Brown like James, but I'm black and proud. We said black lives matter, but you said we too loud. Maybe number six, if I see Amy in Central Park. Karen man leash. Call 911, saying I attacked her and her dog. But the watching while I'm hanging with Mr. Cooper. Tried to barbecue me back. Fake reporting, I abuse. So we look to our leaders, but they can't see. Concerned with self-promotion to help people in need. Tear gas clergy, stand at your churches for photo ops. Like dictators in the clan, they use a Bible as a prop. They want to admit us till there's no more Trayvon. Citizens arrest by the Zimmerman. So the killings go on and on. No love. Another 400 years of injustice. This is black in America, but in God we trust. This the world without love. This the world without love. The world without love. But I give my seat to Rosa Driving the social justice bus because of Tulsa 1921, they burned down our community Where Greenwood have still financed Black Wall Street I still wonder like Stevie, but they blinded with hate My song's in the key of life Love's in need of love today Hanging in there, with history around my neck like a noose Planting a family tree like Haley With deep roots Before Corona, we were the virus They social distanced us Putting six feet under, ripping the family apart And calling us even with our hands up They still shoot Because I have too much melanin In my Now all I can do is fight for truth and justice I might get knocked down like Ali, but I fight for us. Like Marvin said, for only love can conquer hate. You know, with love, we've got to find a way. This the world without love. This the world without love. The world without love. Oh, that was interesting. That was interesting, huh? I love it. Yeah. So, listen, we like that. What's your next project? Um, you know, it's funny, I got a huge response from the video, um, and people are asking for another song. 
So I'm putting out a summer song, um, and I'm still doing TV. I mean, I'm on uh, the Daily Flash TV show weekly, and I still do my own production, which is the Diversigo production, whereas I have my own uh, streaming television network. So I'm still, TV is my life. That's what I do. This has just happened to be a blessing that came up in my life to do, you know, and so I continue with it, and I, I, I'm gonna bless those who, who receive me with another song, you know what I mean? Well, I can't I wait for another song. I love it. It makes me feel loved. Yeah. It is, but you know, it, is, it, it has some truth to it, though. If you listen to the lyrics, it's real. It's about oh, what yeah. we've been going through for ever since we landed here in America. Right. That's, you, that's what the reality of You actually song. went straight to it when your verses, your first ver verse, you didn't play with it at all. You talked about George Floyd and, and everything. And, uh, and, that and, was and I always ask people, like, I'm a very metaphoric lyricist mm -hmm. and so i don't try to put it like very straightforward but straight enough to where you understand certain things that are in the song and i even talked about tulsa which is historic people right, don't know right. that you know uh people it burned they burned down tulsa and i said greenwood still you know financed black wall street and that's greenwood is the street that if you knew about tulsa you know what i mean so it, and, and, and that's what it is. You know, we have to bring historical context and bring it to real stuff that's going on because obviously people, everybody knew the I can't breathe part of it, but right. there's more to that song that um, I had to just be 100% real. You know what I mean? Okay. I got well, you. I appreciate you. Thank we're you so wrap much. You up, I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you so much. We're going to wrap you up, but let me just ask you one quick question. I'm asking everybody. Um, Tanya took a poll. So which one you like? Number one or number two, the best, and you think it's got any Oscar potential coming to America? Of course, number one. I mean, number one is legendary. You know, okay. all the pops up with some McDowell's years later. I mean, everybody used to, you know, people were doing African garb way before Wakanda. You know what I mean? Coming to America set that off. And yeah. I'm sure Black Panther was was anchored. You know, they they remember coming to America when they when they decided to do that. So um, Eddie Murphy, you know, he was young then. You know, and, and like you said, I've heard is like he got a little older, he got a little wiser, he got a little different. You know, and I think this was a safer. This is a safer movie. He's not taking the same risk he took in the '80s to make movies. Right. Now, as far okay. as Oscar, ah, uh, I don't know if it's an Oscar favorite. But I think it's an enjoyable film, whereas people will like it. I mean, it's it's entertaining. It's, that's 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 purely what it is. He's always been an entertainer. This this that that movie is entertainment. I don't know if it's like he was trying to get an Oscar for coming to America. Okay, too. wrap it up. Where can people find you on your social media? And that yeah. Shamrock Good night to you. Shamrock without the K. S O M Peterson. That's how you can find me. Shamrock Peterson, or at Shamrock Peterson. All your favorite social media. All right. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure meeting you. Oh, happy 2021. Thank you, hey, Sam. Talk to hey, you soon. Hey, stay warm out there, Jay. Stay warm out there. You're looking, you're looking no kind doubt. of cold, brother. I know. I'm getting ready to go to the shelter. <laughs> you ain't lying. All right. All right. Peace, peace out, Sam. Peace. Peace out. Take a break. Let's take yeah. a break. Hey, Juice, take us out for a minute. Night only for the first time in 30 years. Put your hands together. It's the Randy Watson and the Sexual Chocolate Comeback Concert. I thought he was dead for sure. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Come one, come all, but y'all better come. Cause they're doing it like they used to. Smooth, 
stylish. Hey, that's saxophone. And totally sexual. <laughs> The Randy Watson and the Sexual Chocolate Comeback Special. Damn that boy can sing. Now you can enjoy both the sounds and flavors of Sexual Chocolate with this limited edition gift set. Grab a box for your lover this Valentine's Day. Follow someone to Royals for details. And watch Coming to America, March 5th, only on Prime Video. I'm sure he's freezing his behind off outside. It's cold here in New York City in the TriStar State area. Um, let's bring Matt back, Mike Sargent. Are you there, Kit? Are you there? Come on back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, what's up? What's up? <laughs> uh, Are we still in Wakanda? Oh, no. We we're not in Zamunda. We had never been in no dang Wakanda, dude. You we know what? In I, I live in Wakanda. Zamunda. That's the, that's the person I love. Zamunda, <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> we ain't never been in no god dang. No, like I know the folks of Zamunda. Okay, it's, I know it's, it's a Wakanda I state of mind. <laughs> but I, I come from Wakanda. Okay, for real. Right. That's where I come from. Okay, I come from I uh, all over the world. I'm a military know. brat, baby. That's where I come from. But check it. If this movie was in the theaters, do you think people would be dressed as like they did for? Um, nope. You don't think yes. so? It ain't that black? No, Ooh. I disagree. Eddie, Eddie Murphy ain't that black. I disagree. This I disagree. Is... You think? Yeah, no, what, what, okay, why? No, I want to hear what she's saying. Yeah, no, I'm the reason it. I disagree is because A, this is Eddie Murphy 30 years later. This is not the same Eddie Murphy. This is kind of like when I look at the view and I think of Whoopi Goldberg and her first when she did um, her first Broadway show. Mm. Actually, I don't even, I don't, I, I take that back, her second Broadway show. And I'm going to say it's her second one because I never saw the first one. Uh-huh. But I did see her second Broadway show when she brought it back. And that's when she was still like, you know what? I'm going to be me. I'm going to say what I got to say and do what I got to do. Eddie Murphy's trying to still be him. Uh-huh. But he's being him with knowing like this, I got this check coming. Yeah, and I make but, sure my people are paid. Okay. All right. I'm going to play devil's advocate with you. Okay. I'm listening. Let's do this. Uh, I think we're, we're in a different age. And I think we're in the age of what they call cosplay. I think we're in the age where, now again, this is pre-COVID, pre-COVID culture. Like, I don't know what things are going to be like in the future, but if this were a year ago, two yeah. years ago, before things are the way they are now, I think I think it's the kind of movie that has enough of a following uh, and enough, it, it, it has found its way this is not just a movie. This is this is like re- a sequel to this Wizard of Oz. You know, it's, you. A, it's a cultural touchstone. Yeah, no you. less, no less, uh, uh, maybe even more than Black Panther. You know, but Black that's Panther. to you. That huh? is to you and your age. I, I, I don't think just to me because you know Eddie Murphy did not become Eddie Murphy just because of black people loving Eddie. No, I didn't say that. I'm saying Eddie Murphy became Eddie Murphy of the people who loved him 30 plus years ago. Oh, I, I Anybody agree. who is now 20. Yeah, but I, I, I think coming to America's got a pretty strong cult following. I, I, or maybe not. Oh, yeah, following. there's a lot of I people. I think there are a lot of young yeah. people who, who know people who are young enough to be foolish enough to dress up. I, 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 I don't, don't think so. But I, I don't have kids, and I'm not that young to where I can see, like, oh, maybe. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. okay. I'm, 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 I, I hear you. I do. Listen. But I, I, I know my nieces and my nephew, and they like this. Eddie who? 
Come on, this. Shut the fuck up. Really? They don't know nothing. They don't know anything about this. You know, I don't they think babies, that young they, people. Like, really, really. They I don't think people. Like, under 20. Think, yeah, Maybe I'm just people. taking it for granted that everybody loves coming to America. No, see, but I do, and I get that. But I'm, the I'm looking at my nephew. The older people do. The old people. people do. That's the what I'm saying. No, hear yourself, sis. The, <laughs> the older, older people. Yeah, the older people do. All right. The like people yeah. who are... 18 under 20 name one person under 20 who even knows who he is really really all right so let's move on to the next topic y'all we're going to talk about <laughs> yeah, we're done with this. yes exactly love the movie i watch it again i love it a little bit a little bit more whatever whatever it's good now, now that we old <laughs> so check it. We're, we're gonna talk. Uh, hey, Juice, can you bring the music down just a little bit? Um. So listen, we're gonna talk about another a big time topic. You know, Meg and Harry is supposed to be on Oprah this Sunday. Were you silent or were you silenced? I just want to make it clear to everybody: there is no subject that's off limits. Almost unsurvivable sounds like there was a breaking point. My biggest concern was history repeating itself. You've said some pretty shocking things here. Wait, hold, hold up, wait a minute. Yeah, 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 what's going on, people? What's going on, people? This is Grant Body P of Worldwide DJ Coalition for the Always On Podcast. How you feeling out there, man? You know what? There's big things going on, you know what I mean, with the whole Meghan and Prince Harry everything going on in the media people's got their um opinions about it i've got a little special guest in the building what's going on Charlene? what's going on i'm good i'm good how you doing i'm all right i'm all right you know i'm all right man thanks thanks for um checking in with us man real quick here now it's all got it's all going off um megan and harry they don't want to be royals anymore they don't want to do royal service they don't they'll do what they do not want to be um acknowledged as royals they just want to do their own thing you know what i mean but it's causing a bit of controversy especially with everything going on we've got a big pandemic going on and they're about to appear on oprah well by the time this goes out you know what i mean they've already been on oprah and all of that they've had the podcast so um real quick i just wanted to get your um feelings or your um your thoughts on this well, personally, I don't think that the interview with Oprah should go out, period. Because at the end of the day, the granddad's not very well, Philip. Right, okay. And they're already fighting against the interview by bringing up knowledge about Megan, about her attitude towards her staff before she even got married to Harry, mm. i.e. the bullying. And that's going to be a big focus that is going to overshadow the whole of the interview. And even Oprah is not happy about the interview because Harry is already previewed an interview with James. James Corden. I can't remember. Yeah, James Corden. James Corden. Yeah. James Corden. So they're, they're already saying how Oprah is wasting millions because he was supposed to be a worldwide. What's that word called? Exclusive. Um, exclusive. Mm. And it's, uh, the 
exclusive has already got pear, gone pear shaped because of the interview with James Corden. Oh, okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll see what's going on now. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, I look at um, Megan and I don't. I can't see like a bully side in her. I think she's incapable of bullying. But what do I know? You know what I mean? Um, but like, from what I understand, from what I understand, she's disowned most of her family. Um, Harry's dis- well, oh, he hasn't disowned his family, but he just doesn't want to be a role again. I mean, what's her character like? She dumped her first husband via a WhatsApp or email. Oh man. Oh boy. That was her, her first husband. There's a lot of things about Megan that really like go fly underneath the radar. I mean like yeah, she portrayed her Caribbean authenticity. Yeah. Like um through her marriage, like I via um the the preacher, the gospel group. There was a lot of like that she did like stick to her roots with the wedding okay too. yeah and you gotta give her props for that of course but like with, but even with her first husband they went to Jamaica apparently they were smoking ganja <laughs> on the beach oh yes love oh yes Seriously? No, you didn't, kid. I did. No, you didn't. I no, did. you didn't, kid. And I got myself right between Megan and Oprah. Because no. I'm like this. Megan ain't here for me. I, I love <laughs> Megan. No, you didn't, kid. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. But see, everybody knows the story. Megan is being called a bully, and she's being investigated by the um the queen and all them for uh bullying. Can I get in on this? Because I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, let's get First it. First of all, they full of shit, okay? Because if the queen had a problem, if she really had a problem about what people were saying about her and her whole funky ass family, they would have gone after fucking Netflix, okay? Okay? But now we're going to go after the one, the one Negro of color who had the nerve to say something. And be like this, no, Harry, what we're not going to do is have your family talk to me like shit and treat you like shit because they think that your daddy is not William's daddy, okay? That's that's oh. a whole other subject. We're oh. not going to talk about that nasty oh, that yes. family. Oh, no, okay? girl, no, don't start it. We're not going to get to that. No. We're not going to get to that. <laughs> but what we are going to get to is how the whole royals have come out against yes. Meghan Markle. Yes. And as a black woman, I'm like this, wait a minute. Yes. We have not said anything to Netflix. We have not said anything about shit. Nothing. But when the black woman come out, we got a lot to say. Hmm. Hmm. So you know what, bullies? Bullies. And, and you know what, Megan, she, she got a she got a life. I get that, but I don't. So hmm. bullies, if you out there, and you want to come for somebody? Hmm. I'm gonna uh, oh, oh. Because Megan was treated with such disrespect. And still is going through it. She's still going through exactly. it. Exactly. And going, going time and time it. again. And the thing is, is that she's pushing out these children. She is standing by her man. And she's like this, look, man, they doing you dirty. So we finna make our money and take our care of ourselves. Right, right. Forget those people. Because right. when you look like, you look, like, seriously, and like I was kidding before, but I wasn't really. When you look at the Netflix and the Queen and that whole, 
This show has been on for four years. They have pretty much out, just outed that entire family. Did not say one word. Right. But when Meghan Markle decides to go talk to Oprah, who Oprah I love, but Oprah is kind of like coming to America. She's a little bit old and dated. But still get rating, so okay. Oh, but the minute she decides to go talk to him, now everybody was like, this. oh, she's a bully. She's this, she's that. I'm like, really? Meghan Markle's the bully. The little black girl who you know, I know you didn't let her speak. Well, you know she's saying that she was bullied. So, you know, she, she doesn't know where this is coming from. What, she yelled at a, a staff member? Is that what it was? First yeah. of all, she didn't know where it was coming from. We all know where it was coming from. It was coming from underlying racism. Yeah, well. So let, let's just call that what it is. Okay. And and then I look at her, like look at her. Uh, was it a bridesmaid party? No, it was a bachelorette party. And they invited like you know the queens, queens cousins, but not whatever. Right, right, right. And then right. um I think it was what is her name? I think it was so I'm not definite on it. But she wore this big brooch with this big like you know black woman big ass watermelon lips and shit. Just <laughs> the most embarrassing, just in her face, just huh. racist. Uh-huh. And that's his family. And you're supposed to be their family. Right, right. And they're bringing right, you in. Right. So right. I'm like, no, ma'am. All right, so did you did you see um Harry on um James Corbin? On James Gordon? Yeah. Yes. So what'd you think? Because he was saying, uh, you know, we had to get out of there. Basically, we uh, had you know to get what? Out. I didn't want Harry I didn't want my wife to go through what my mom went through. That's what Let me tell you something about Harry. He can get it. He get all that. I say the same thing. Look how fine he is behind you, girl. Exactly. Ah. And looks so, and got hair, more hair than his brother. So I'm like, first of all, you can get it, okay? And you like black women? You can definitely get it. And I got a thing for redheads. So he can get it all day. All day and night. Okay. But anyway. But he's coming with honestly and true. And he's coming yeah. from his heart. From his and heart. I, That's what I'm, yes. From his heart. And I feel like, honestly, at the end of the day, when you love somebody and you come from your heart, there you go. Your family thinks. Fuck what everybody thinks. That's Speak exactly your what I was going to say. He loves his woman. Period. Yes. Period. And I support. I see. I support him more for just being behind her and standing up with her. He left the whole family. He left it behind. He did the Eddie Murphy move. That, you know what I'm saying? He was getting ready. But you know what, though? I feel um, like she was, here, she was sent here to save him because he was already in a world of hate oh, yeah, and a world definitely. of hurt. Yeah. And definitely. now his great, uh, now his grandmama is like this. Well, we just need you to do right by the family. So, so, so this could be like the reboot of Coming to America. It's, exactly. It's, exactly. Exactly. You know, exactly. I really think that all of this, this bullying, they should have had Ellen investigate. Ellen? Ellen who? Yeah. Ellen, DeGeneres, yes. <laughs> Because <laughs> she's trash. Bless her heart. <laughs> I'm from she's Oklahoma. The one with the bullying, heart, she's, she's the one trash. with the bullying on, on her. Oh, wow. 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 Well, yeah. That, Did you see the episode with her and um, it wasn't Dakota fan. It was the girl from um, the nasty sex movie. The nasty one. Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, yeah. Who's the girl in there? Oh, yeah. That, that uh, Don girl. Johnson's Whoever daughter. the girl was mm-hmm. did an interview with Ellen. And Ellen was nothing but shady. And I was like, oh, you trash, Ellen. And then that's when everybody started coming out with Ellen after that. But I was like, you trash. Yeah, but um, so what do you think that, that what kind of, what do you think that she's going to say to Oprah Sunday? I, you know what, though? I really honestly think that they have so much class 
It's not that they're going to have to say a thing. I, I agree with you. I, I don't think there's going to be any bombshells on there. None at all. I think I think it'll be it'll be just good for her. I think it'll mm-hmm. be good for for Megan. Mm-hmm. And, and don't even get me going. Because the way I look at it, like look at this, Oprah's like this, Megan. We don't keep you. We don't make you say. Harry is hitting Megan, so Harry gonna make sure Megan is okay. <laughs> and Megan is gonna make sure now. Megan is okay. And the way that I, like I said, the way that Buckingham Palace is going after Megan, like, did you see, there was an article today talking mm-hmm. about like, it was the queen talking about like, I'm so glad. Um, the or uh, who, her, her, uh, Prince Philip. Ah. It's doing better, but, 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 but I, I was so worried. Oh, You're trying wow. to make everything a story so nobody's going to pay attention to what Megan and Harry have to say. Right, right. What Megan right. and Harry have to say and the reason that nobody wants them to pay attention is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I do think that what they're going to say is that they were treating her unfairly. Yep. And that he, you know, he was tired of the pomp and circumstance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you don't just give up your title. I mean, yes, you give it up for love, but you know what? You give it up for something better. Peace. And and she she represented everything that he realized he was missing in his life, which which is you know not this false pretense of being above it all, right? But but she was a real person, you know. Right, ironically, right. even even though she's an actress and it's all about playing and billions, and she made her money, and I'm not mad about that. Listen, hey, you know, I'm not mad about thing. either. You know? I'm not mad about her. I ain't mad about her and Harry. I'm happy for both of them. I hope they can have some sort of normal life, what they're seeking, you know, uh, uh, without the world. Normal celebrity life. They yes. Normal normal, celebrity the, life. They, they got a double whammy. They got the celebrity life and the royals actually behind. But, you know, I'm curious to see, like, flash forward 10 years from now. Mm. what they've done what they've done with the life they've carved out because you know to be there's class pecking order there's social pecking order there's cultural pecking order but to to come from these two different literally two different worlds uh and to decide which world they're going to exist in is kind of you know Right. That's right. an interesting story. You know? right. Beautiful story, actually, because I'm like, I want to see how they're going to work that out. Sure, exactly. I'm like, all right, flash forward 20 years. What, what's up? <laughs> I'm trying to survive right now. Like this. I can't do it. Do it for me, nigga. Do it, Harry. <laughs> I need so to see this. We're waiting for Jay to come back through before we wrap up and get out of here. So while we're waiting for him to come back on and everything, why don't you all tell us uh, how, how people reach you, what you do, blah, blah, if you need uh, anything. Just uh, shout yourself out. Well, I am Kit Williams, and I've got a lot of stuff going on right now. You can follow me, like, hi, I, I am Kit Williams anywhere. Like, if you look on Twitter, if you look on Facebook, Instagram, if you look at I, at, I am Kit Williams, I'm right there. Um, I'm really excited. This year, I'm actually doing a lot more sketch comedy, um, going up for SNL as a writer and a, um, um, hi, I got talent. Talent, that's what I'm called. Hi. Um, also, just like having a lot of fun being me and love to debate anybody. So if anybody ever wants to like, have a conversation at I am Kit Williams, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Hi. Okay. All right, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, so wait a minute, tell me about this. Uh, you said a writer for SNL, is that what you say? Yeah, I'm pretty what? funny. I mean, y'all don't know this because y'all just oh, she's just a talkative bitch, but no, I actually got a little bit of comedy inside, down deep, <laughs> and I am a sketch um comedian writer. I moved to New York as a singer, 
That shit didn't work out, but it gave me a sad card and it said a TV. I was like, okay. And now I've been being funny because I'm like this. Actually, you know what? People say that I'm funny. I just think that I'm sarcastic and realistic and I just tell my truth and it works. Okay. And so like, now I'm just doing what I do. All right, well, Jay's back. Oh, hi, Jay. Jay, Jay. Jay, Uh-oh, I hear a doggy. Oh, he made it home home. <laughs> he made it home. He went straight home. He's like, I'm I out. Of like he had transformed. <laughs> you know. You know, so know what you do home. before we get up out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, tell us what you do. Oh, uh, well, I do a lot of things, but um, I'm a film critic, uh, filmmaker. I, uh, I, I have two radio shows, two podcasts. Uh, couple films in the works uh, but you can find me at mike on screen on twitter and instagram and on facebook mike on screen mike sergeant all right mike sergeant in the house and it's Jay. Mike. Jay. Yeah, definitely oh, look at you all right i find my earbuds <laughs> all right so yeah we were just talking about megan uh as you saw kid had came with you see her background right look at her background Look at say something, kid. You know I love some Megan. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna cover up her face because I'm pretending it's me. I, it's my husband Harry and it's my bitch Oprah. <laughs> so yeah, you know. any, any any thoughts, Jay, on um uh, uh, Megs and, Her- and Harry's uh, interview for Sunday? I'm just waiting. You know, my my main thing is what's the business behind the business? What's the ratings gonna be? How it's gonna shake out? I'm gonna tune in, of course, on. Sunday and check it out. I'm pretty, you know, I'm kind of a Megan fan. I can't wait to hear what she says. And I'm sure you mentioned Harry being on the James Corden show and all that, that yeah, old, um, interview he did. Uh-huh. So that was fun. Um, you know, I mean, I just know everyone's buzzing about it. This is Oprah. Oprah says it's her best job ever. So, you know, that's a big statement. Hmm. All right, well, so yeah, let's get in here. We're getting ready to get out of here. Jay, you got anything else to say besides anything else to say? I'm good in the gang. This was fun. We had it up. Hey, you did you did the damn thing with that um live. I loved it. Loved it. Juice, I love the music. Everything is great. I would I can't wait for us to be together again. Me too. I, I like the I like the futuristic decor in your apartment there, Jay. You know, yeah. looks like you know we, your yeah, moon Joe. apartment. They have the circular lamps <laughs> on the I'm moon. Throwing, you know what? Nothing but Joe. <laughs> Let's talk about coming to America like one it. and two. I just threw it all the way back. Uh, listen, I like it. I like it. <laughs> so look, you can catch us uh, always on with Tanya J featuring DJ Jay Weiss. We're on across all platforms. Uh, IG and Facebook, TJ Always On. You can check catch us on uh, Apple, Google, all that, everything else. YouTube, Always On with Tanya and Jay, the, le- the letter and, and Bambasant sign. So, uh, oh, wait a minute. We got one more thing. We are now on we, we Rocks Radio. Juice, say where we are on Wednesdays, five o'clock. What is it? Is it five? Juice. Juice. <laughs> He's on planet juice. Okay. He's walking. <laughs> but we're gonna be on Wednesday. Yeah, we're gonna be on Wednesday. We rock radio. We rocks R O C K S. I mean X dot com. 
that's all over the world that we 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 trying to be big time. And, and I respect the fact that you did not spell always with a Z. I <laughs> there you go. Want to give a shout out to uh, Grand Party P for helping us out and all the crew for uh, WeWatch Radio. Thank you. All right, we out of here, y'all. Right. How you doing? Love you. Thank you. Thank you. To America again. All right. <laughs> bye bye. Peace out, Juice.